Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantera Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. A hole in one, not big. Now it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, everybody. It is the Cheetah Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks for waking up with us here on a Saturday morning. My name is Brian Colziel, alongside, as always, Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis as we broadcast remotely from our homes here for our weekly visit of Golf Talk here in Western New York. Coming up over the course of the next hour, we, of course, uh, are going to talk lots about golf. Uh, the weather is getting better here in Western New York. Golf courses are opening up, if not open already, so uh, we'll talk about what's going on uh, in Western New York locally. If you've gotten a chance to play, that's uh, probably on some of you uh, on your minds. Of course, uh, what now is unfortunately turned into a, a weekly kind of job for us, updating you on postponements and cancellations uh, around the golf world and locally here in Western New York. So um, we'll let you know uh, how the coronavirus has affected golf uh, across the globe here. Also, our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Jeff uh, going to talk about uh, something that I heard this week from Podrick Harrington. He's been very active on social media this week, and I want to get Jeff's take in terms of uh, him expanding on what Harrington had to say. Ryder Cup report, PGA leaderboard report. Um, we'll get our Champions Tour report all along the way. And uh, coming up in about a half hour or so from now here on the show, uh, we will talk a little bit about equipment and Callaway. And uh, Callaway rep here in Western New York, Taylor Gessel, will join us. And uh, Kevin got a chance to speak with him uh, just a day or so ago. And uh, we'll have that conversation about what Callaway is up to this year. And uh, we say good morning to Kevin and Jeff. Kevin, we'll start with you. Good morning. How has uh, your week been here? As our lives change, it seems like by the day. I feel like Bill Murray uh, waking up to the Pennsylvania polka. <laughs> Every day is Groundhog Day. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been up and down. I think like everybody's uh, week is gone, right? I mean, it's uh, um, you try to stay positive. You try to stay active. And... Uh, you know, but you, you have those swings where you're like, oh, geez, this, this hit, that hit. And, um, you know, listen, we're, I look at this way, we're all in the same boat. It's taken on water, uh, but we're all in there together uh, trying to bail it out uh, and keep the thing afloat. Uh, that's not just here in Western New York, that's in this country. And um, uh, I, I'm glad we're still able to do the show because um, I, I, I think it's a nice diversion. So I'll stop talking about all this COVID stuff and we'll start talking golf, right, Jeff? That's right, yeah. Start thinking about golf. We're starting to get a little bit of weather here that makes you feel like you want to play. I, I was going to try to get out and do a little social distancing golf myself this Sunday. We'll see if the weather allows us and if the facilities, you know, what's going on at each facility's handling a little bit differently. But um, I feel like it's a nice uh, time to start out, get walking around a little bit and start getting loose and uh, at least uh, think about playing golf. I know the golf world around us, uh, the professional golf world and the competitive golf world are are kind of fading away and it feels like it's getting further and further away every every time there's a, a news flash but um but i'm still excited to go out and at least uh, at least play a little bit of golf myself 
Yeah, courses uh, throughout Western New York are opening. And if your course that you like to go to or your club, if you're a member at, uh, check with them. Not only are they to see if they are open, uh, but check with them as obviously as each club has their own kind of rules and regulations to follow throughout the normal golf season. It also uh, would with this social distancing time, Kev. And, uh, you know, we're not going to go here and list maybe uh, our personal opinions on it. Uh, I think everybody would be in agreement, like that for all of us that like to play and for those that are listening that may choose to play, um, follow the state guidelines, follow your course's rules. Some of your course might even take it to another level in terms of what they decide is appropriate. And uh, we just want to encourage everybody beyond even the golf courses everywhere. If you're going to be away from your home, uh, abide by the rules because if, if you value going to a restaurant or a park or a golf course or anything that you might view uh, at this time as some sort of recreation cab, you don't want to ruin it for everybody and uh, break a rule that maybe could force that entity to shut down. Yeah, I, I think that's important. Uh, look, at we all love golf. Um, we, we love the co competition aspect of it, the personal achievement of it, um, the challenge and the social aspect of it. Uh, it is a, it's a great game you can play by yourself, you, you play with others, um, and, and listen, follow the guidelines, don't ruin it for everybody else. The last thing we need to see is somebody on a course, and listen, um, a couple holes over, being too close together, pulling the flag stick out. I mean, the courses that are open, they've taken measures to make it easier for you to play social distance, distant golf. And we're talking about staying six to 10 feet from each other. We all know what a six footer looks like, okay? That's how far you gotta stay. And if you don't know, the length of the flag stick from where it's in the ground, the top of the flag stick, if you lay that down at seven feet, all right? So just picture that circumference. When you get to the hole, stay that far back. If the balls are close to each other before you putt, just stand by the side of the green. Let the other player putt out. Um, don't even touch the flag stick. You don't have to pull it out. Rules of golf. A lot of courses have raised the cup up. Uh, some have put those uh, pool noodles or some other PVC pipes so the ball doesn't fall all the way down uh, into the hole. Some don't even have the flag stick, whatever. I talked to one uh, golf course operator, public facility, didn't put flag sticks in, put everything in the center of the green, stagger the tee times further apart. Instead of 8 and 11 minutes, they're 15 minutes apart, uh, the tee times. Walking, no carts. Got to pay ahead of time so there's no transaction. Pro shops aren't open. Clubhouses aren't open. Locker rooms aren't open. Uh, so be prepared knowing these things. Bring your own food. Go prepared for that. Bring some hand sanitizer with you just in case something happens so you can immediately apply it uh, to keep yourself and your family protected. I think, you know, and if you follow those things, I think you can do it fine. That's just my opinion. I'm not telling anybody to go play. It's your choice, what you want to do, um, if you want to take the risk. Yeah, your expectations need to change. Um, and it is still spring. I mean, we are in the first weeks of April. So typically, if we were playing this time of year anyway, your expectations would be a little bit lower. But, you know, expectations change, and it's going to be, uh, you know, the, the thoughts I have is, you know, at least if we can get out there and play, who knows what golf will be like by the fall. But if you can get out there and play, you know, take advantage of it. If you're fortunate enough that you have the means, if you have the time, if you can get away and, and go do it, um, just go enjoy the walk and, and go from there. And, it, it, you know, if the bunker's not raked, so what? Move it. Those six-footers, Kev, I haven't putted one of those in years anyway. Those things have been good to me. <laughs> you guys play with me. Well, just pick those up anyway. So my, you know, indexes will be going down all over with pins That's in the right. middle and, uh, and six-footers being picked up. Yeah. And, let, and, and just my last thing on this, um, obviously some of the rules involve only one person in a riding cart for those courses that may have carts. If you're able to walk, um, my two cents is do it because there may be someone that physically can't walk and it might make them not be able to play. And if there's, there's going to be maybe less carts available because you can only put one person in a cart. Uh, so if you're able to walk, do so. Everybody needs the exercise right now. Um, so if you're able to walk, just go ahead and do it. It'll allow, uh, maybe some of the, our older players or some other players that maybe can't, uh, can't use, uh, you know, their legs fully to walk 18 holes or nine holes or whatever they're playing, uh, the opportunity to still enjoy it. And I think if we're all smart about this, like we've all made these points here, 
uh, golf can be an outlet for us during this difficult time. I, I think one of the important things when, you know, and I think the New York, New York State Golf Association was very uh, instrumental in allowing courses to be open uh, and appealing to the state. But I think the, I think the biggest thing, um, and we, we know a lot of them listen to the show, uh, our superintendents um, uh, on the golf courses. Uh, the Golf Course Superintendents Association, the Golf Course Superintendents, uh, even if the course isn't open, they need to mow. They need to maintain uh, the property uh, or th they can lose it quickly, right, Jeff? And that could be uh, the amount of money it costs to get it back um, would be astronomical, I I'd have to believe. Yeah, that initial order I found a little off-putting. I mean, because it's an asset, you know, it's like any other business owner, you need to maintain an asset. You need to take care of that golf course. Those greens can't go two to three to four weeks in the spring without being touched or anybody. Applications, we talk about that a lot. Uh, so the superintendents are going to play a key role, but they're also probably doing it with lower staff right now because you're not going to have a full staff because you're not anticipating the normal amount of play. The, the rules and the laws, you know, people, some people aren't comfortable working. There's a million reasons and it's early in spring and they, you know, we, there was so much, uh, so much tumult there. We didn't know what was going on. So they, they had a week or two where they couldn't get on the golf course at the, at the peak time of year. So they may be a little bit behind, but you know, it is still very early. They'll get it going. Um, they're not in those jobs because they don't know what they're doing. That's for sure. So just give them a little bit of time. These greens will, everything will start coming back. You know, speak, grow yet. yeah. Speak, speaking of that, when things come back, when, so let's say we get through this month of April and we're, we're able to get back to work, but you know, I, I don't think things are going to be just back the way they were. I, I think we're going to play golf this way for quite a while um, until doctors and science can figure out how to beat this thing, uh, vaccinate us and w what things actually, it's, you know, I just, so, it's going to change, I think, the way we play golf moving forward. Um, but I also want to say, for the pros out there, part of how they earn their living is by selling merchandise in the pro shops. And uh, so support your pros at your club, um, you know, at, at the golf course that you go to. It's, how, it's part of how they make their money. So when they open up, when you're able to get in a golf shop, go buy a shirt Buy a Donald Ross shirt if they carry Donald Ross. Buy some Puma golf shoes from there. Um, Callaway Wedge is a new era cap. Notice I'm working our sponsors in there. Um, <laughs> Good job, Kevin. <laughs> but, but, but go do those things because that helps the families of the people who work in golf who make the experience so much better for us who play it. Absolutely. Yeah. Ahead, lessons, Kevin. you know, you can still take lessons too. That's your social distancing with lessons. There's no reason you can't get better this year. You know, I do think it's going to change how we play golf going forward, too. I think there'll be permanent changes to our game and everything in our society at the end of this that'll be different. But they may not all add either. So, you know, let's look for the positive in it and, uh, you know, get a lesson, get out there, get your game back in shape and, and enjoy it. And, and there's stuff you can do at home. So um, and, and spending time with the family is not terrible either. So, That's right. Yeah. Tita Green here on WGR, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. Tita Green presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, Jim Beam, and our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Uh, let's get to, you mentioned um, our clothing. In fact, Jeff, uh, you're wearing our nice Donald Ross shirts right now. Uh, let's get to our Champions Tour report. It's brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing. Uh, right here on T to Green. Uh, the news as we record this show is that a, another tournament has been canceled due to the coronavirus situation, and that is the Senior PGA Championship. Uh, that was being held uh, in Michigan, I believe Benton Harbor, where they have been having it for many, many years. And uh, it's a course that they've kind of now gotten on their normal rotation for the Senior PGA. Uh, that has been canceled. And uh, it's just one of the latest ones. There has been news over the last few days about the Open Championship, uh, but it's conflicting reports. There has been some that said if they cancel versus postponement, there's some insurance policy that may kick in. Uh, there is an opportunity possibly uh, to play it later. Uh, but, Kev, the Open Championship, the Senior PGA, we know the Senior PGA now news is official. The Open Championship, as of our recording, uh, we've kind of been getting reports back and forth, but 
unfortunately, every week now, we are going to get more and more news in terms of the professional scene about events going away. Yeah, I, well, you know, they are going to, you know, as we go along, figure, figure out what can be played, um, what can be maneuvered. You know, you know, putting one tournament over the other that's still on the schedule, uh, things canceled, postponed, uh, that's certainly a challenge because, you know, the golf tournaments mean so much to the communities that they're held in for uh, economic impact, for charity impact. Um, so, you know, don't, you know, like, for example, uh, the Byron Nelson, right, in Dallas. Like, I mean, there's so many charities that rely on that money and the economic impact uh, in the city of Dallas to, to host that golf tournament. Um, you know, that's one of the ones that's been canceled, right, uh, through it. So they're going to try to play things. I, I think I saw a thing, uh, the Memorial Tournament, Jack's Tournament, in Dublin, Ohio, said they're gonna they're planning on playing the golf tournament. Maybe not the original time there, the last uh, you know first weekend in June, um, and then you have the Canadian Open the second weekend in June, and City of Toronto canceled all public events through June 30th. Although said that didn't apply to the professional sports team, so I wonder if that applies to golf. So there's a lot that's unknown right now. I gotta believe the PGA Tour, the Royal and Ancient, the USGA, PGA of America. They're in constant communication trying to figure out what a new schedule would look like to get these large events in um, and what kind of schedule they can have moving forward. And we know, Jeff, last week we talked quite a bit that the Olympics was kind of the news of the sports world uh, going into our show last Saturday, uh, that that was canceled. But what that does do is open up two weeks in the golf calendar toward in the you know second half of the summer. So if things do take a turn for the good, uh, those could be some weeks where maybe some of these bigger events could slide in possibly uh, if we're looking to maybe get some of these events back in going this calendar year. I still think it's going to be difficult even at that time of year, you know, to reschedule an event like that. I mean, you're looking at all the infrastructure that needs to go in to host these events. I mean, just the, the video trucks, the electrical, the H, everything, the tents that can be put up, the volunteers that got to be mustered people from all over the world. Um, it's a logistical thing that I, I don't know that you can throw together super quickly. And, you know, as this spreads across the nation and it's in different regions, you know, maybe the U.S. is great, but maybe, you know, uh, Asia's not or re reboots in Europe and you can't get the European players to travel or, or a lot of it. So I think there's going to be a lot of other factors to be decided yet. Um, I, I'm optimistic, but I'm hopeful but I'm also being a little bit realistic. If it does come back, I think it's going to be in a little bit of a scaled down uh, uh, type of event or, you know, there'll be no crowds or, you know, they'll have to do something like that uh, to just to get some TV revenue maybe. And just because people will want, they'll be craving something to watch. You know, you're going to be dying to watch some golf. I think, look, they're talking about these matches right now with Tiger and, uh, and Phil and some football. I mean, if you're really that desperate to watch golf, yeah, then, and people are going to watch, but it, it, it's going to be a different setup, at least this year, I think. I don't think it'll get back to normal until next spring, but I'm not an expert, that's for sure, on, on the virus. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned the Tiger Phil thing, and that uh, earlier in the week, just a random person on Twitter just tweeted at Phil asking him, hey, when, when are you and Tiger going to play again? We need We need some sports to watch, and he wrote back to him and just said, I'm working on it, which – People, of course, went and run, ran with. Uh, then we hear later this past week that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady may be involved, that uh, Tiger's going to partner up with Peyton and Phil's going to partner up with Brady, and it would be kind of a two-on-two -two scenario. Um, it would be a, a really cool made-for-TV event thing, Kevin, which right now with no live sports, they'd have a, a pretty platform for, uh, for people to tune in and watch. And, you know, if they can do some sort of charity tie-in to help with, obviously, efforts to help – raise money for whatever's going on right now uh different outlets uh it might be all the better it might be a really good story for everybody involved well yeah that, my understanding is um just based upon the reports that yes there would be a, a large charity tie-in uh for this and to have you know athletes of the, the, the caliber of the four we're talking about here uh in golfers and football players um yes um this is exactly what people of that stature should be doing to help out 
whether they're donating money, we see athletes donating money, um, which is great uh, of them to do. Some do it quietly and not publicly. There's a lot of athletes and wealthy people donate money and don't want the publicity uh, for doing so, uh, which is great. And yes, uh, I mean, who's going to say no to Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson playing a match? Oh, and then you want to add Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? Um, okay. You yeah. could add Jeff. People would still watch it. It's be unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, You're right. It would be some great TV, no doubt about it. So our talk here about Tiger and Phil, we'll, we'll obviously keep you posted on that. Uh, no leaderboard, but it's our check of the PGA Tour. It's brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes. But don't forget, coming up next segment, uh, Taylor Gessel, uh, our conversation. Kevin Sylvester caught up with him on what is the latest going on with Callaway. They've got some great new equipment, some new drivers, new irons, new putters, Kevin, that we tried out. And uh, I know you're going to talk with Taylor about that coming up. So uh, we're looking forward to having Callaway a part of our show this year, Kevin. Yeah, we certainly are. And we talk uh, a lot about the Chrome Soft golf ball, too, um, that is, uh, is part of our show. And I've been putting a lot in the basement uh, studio on my custom turf green. Um, you like that, Jeff, how I worked at it there. But, no, it's, let me tell you, what a lifesaver having that uh, in the house is – um, that Steve Beatty and the team at Custom Turf, um, that Jeff, you're a part of now too, um, they're able to do. I, I, every day I work on it, chipping, putting, but I've used a triple track uh, alignment on the Chrome Soft golf balls. I love it. I, you know, I was like, I, I fashion myself be a decent putter. I absolutely love it. It helps me line it up more. The red line in the center, the blue lines on the outside. Um, it's just fabulous. I can't. I can't wait to, to uh, try the Odyssey triple track putter with the alignment on the back to line it up uh, perfectly with it. But uh, so far, the results, and you'll hear that conversation with Taylor about that triple track uh, technology alignment on the golf ball. Let's, uh, let's finish up this segment here before we get to that conversation uh, Kevin had with Taylor Gessel of Callaway. Uh, with our Ryder Cup report, it's brought to you by New Era Cap, the official cap of Team USA. Uh, a lot of Padraig Harrington this week on the show. He's uh, been very active. If you don't follow him on Twitter, he's done a lot uh, during this quarantine now for everybody in terms of showing you tips, his comments. So uh, he's a good follow on Twitter already, but uh, he's very active through uh, this situation right now. So if you're looking for somebody to follow with some good golf stuff, you can follow Padraig Harrington. He says the Ryder Cup is more important than ever this year, saying that you know with, with, with everybody right now needing a pick-me-up, if it can be played in September at Whistling Straits, he says we've got to figure out a way to do it. He said even if there aren't tournaments this year to have people qualify, he said let's just have the captains pick all 12 and go 12 on 12 like it normally is. Um, Jeff, what do you think about that? If, if golf is able to be played in sep late September, which, again, none of us are doctors. Who knows how, what it, we're going to be seeing in that, at that time period, but – if golf could be played, what do you think about that format where the captain takes all 12 picks on his own? You know, I think it'd be a great way to solve that problem because the qualifying's a little askew. Maybe there's, you know, the top four or five guys are locked in or, or whatever it is and give the captain most of the picks. I think anything you can do at this point to get some golf on at the end of the year would be great. You know, just to wet people's whistle going into the next year too, you know, and for the fall. So everybody's going to be chomping at the bit. Uh, you're going to want to see some golf, I even if it's not in the same format, in the same rigid way we've done it for the last 30 years. It'd be great to just have it and, you know, see the Americans and the Europeans go at it. And, uh, you know, the uh, I I just getting everybody back together again in a few good moment like that would be a great way to kind of wrap up the golf here. If we could possibly, possibly get that in, I think it'd be great. Yeah, have you got a thought on this before we go to break here? Ryder Cup with it maybe late September and the captains picking all 12 guys? Yeah, I think that uh, I'd be fine with that. Um, I think the captains would probably do the right thing too. the guys who are in the top eight qualifying. They'd probably be on the team. That'd be the right thing to do, in my opinion. Um, and then you fill in the other four with that. Maybe, maybe give them an extra pick, right? If you're going to do that, so they're make it 13 players, uh, you know, and then, you know, somebody has to sit out uh, more. Maybe, maybe you do that. Expand the team. I know you're, you're shaking your head. Uh, no, no I agree with you. I think 13, yeah. but have them all play. Who sure, cares okay. if there's 13? Have them all play. Yeah. Have 13 matches at the end instead of 12. Yeah. I, think, I completely agree. 
By the way, I uh, I hope to hell we're playing golf before that. Um, you know, I need to get I need to get back to work calling golf on PJ Tour Radio. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope late September is not the first golf event we see. Oh, oh please. I know. All right, let's take a break here on Tee to Green. So far, we've had a jam-packed show and uh, more to come. Uh, we've got to talk about, we saw some people made hole-in-ones this week across the country with the raised cups. Do those really count as hole-in-ones? So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get Jeff's Western New York PGA tip of the week. Uh, one of the biggest misconceptions out there. We'll see if Jeff agrees with that as well. Uh, but coming up next here on Tee to Green, uh, Kevin sits down and chats with Taylor Gessel from Callaway. All the great stuff in terms of their new equipment for this year, for the 2020 season. Uh, that conversation coming up here next on Tee to Green. As we roll on, I'm Brian Colton, along with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Derek Kramer producing. Thanks for joining us here on Tee to Green on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club. Briarwood Country Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned, more Tea to Green coming up. We're back on Tea to Green here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Kevin Sylvester, and I'm joined now um, by the rep for Callaway Golf here in Western New York, Taylor Gessel, and Callaway Golf, our official equipment provider of TD Green, and Chrome Soft, our official golf ball of TD Green. So happy to have Taylor here to tell you more about things that I think I already know <laughs> about <laughs> Callaway's new line of clubs and the Chrome Soft golf ball. Taylor, good to have you here, bud. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, first of all, how's uh, how are you doing, and how's everybody at, at Callaway Golf uh, doing in these uh, interesting times? Yeah, you know, obviously it's uh, out in Western New York here. We've had some a few trying years, and I'm originally from Western New York myself, so I know a few years that we've had fantastic weather. I know a few years that we haven't had fantastic weather, and we we got pretty lucky this year in terms of seeing some sunshine and uh, having having a real good hope for having an early season. And, and this obviously is uh, is a bit of a damper on that on that feeling but it's it's one of those situations where when when we look at um where golf lies and the importance of this this whole situation that's in front of us it's one of those uh, you have to you have to do what you can to to get by and you know as a as a company where we're looking at every you know every day that this situation develops and and learning more about how we can you know be better for all the players, all of our customers, and and really just doing our best to make sure that once we're ready for, you know, everyone's ready to get back onto the course, that that we're ready for you too. Well, we're fortunate uh, that New York State did, uh, I guess, relent is the word, or saw saw the light like, hey, you know what, we can golf during this. Uh, You know, golf has always been about distance, just a different kind of distance now that we're talking about. A little bit of of social distance, I hear you. Yeah, Yeah. our distance from each other, yeah. Seeing seeing what has come out, and I've talked to a lot of the guys out in the area here, I've I've seen everything coming out recently with um, how the state is allowing us to go out and still make swings and practice and, and be a part of the golf environment out here while still being able to obviously socially distance and and be very careful with your interactions around i mean it is good i think golf is uh is going to be a great way for people once we can start getting back out and into our normal lives again golf is going to be a great way to not only get out and and be out outside and and get some exercise but um it's one of those sports that is almost has a factor of inherent social distancing itself and so having uh being able to do it when the times are most dire right now will and we just make it that much better once we're able to get out there and do it with all of our friends again. All right. Well, let's. So, some people might be taking this time uh, to evaluate their golf bag and look sure. through it. And one of you know the, the sexiest piece in the golf bag uh, is the driver. Um, and let's talk about the new Maverick line of drivers. And it's actually a whole line of golf clubs this year. But let's let's just focus in on the driver if we can today, uh, Taylor. Tell us a, about the Maverick driver and. Who's it for, the different models, and, and what guys should consider when investigating the Maverick? Yeah, of course. And and really, uh, one of the prevailing thoughts that I think is going to be really important for anyone looking at any of their golf purchases when they can finally make them is uh, is the custom-fitting aspect. 
a, a huge aspect of anybody's club purchases should be making sure that all of the intricacies that we can change, whether it's the shaft or the head, you know, in the Maverick line, we have three different models in the driver, making sure that we can understand which one is going to be the best for you is almost going to be more important this year because people are going to be in a different financial situation than they were, you know, than they, we all thought that we would be maybe two months ago. And so when I look to the Maverick line of clubs this year, um, we have three different model heads. One is going to be the standard model. Um, we have a Maverick Max, um, and then we have a Maverick Sub-Zero. Um, the standard model, um, and, and if, if your viewers and listeners uh, go onto our, your YouTube page um, and watch the fitting that we did with yourself and Brian, um, we went over a little bit of the differences. So with our standard model, that's what we see as the fastest head. It's the one that's really going to be the best at gaining distance, which off of the tee is normally one of our biggest considerations when we get into the custom fitting aspect of drivers. Um, and the, one of the main parts of that distance gain is going to be in the new Cyclone Aero shape. So uh, if you if you guys go on to CallawayGolf.com, uh, you can see some pictures of it. it. It's a redesign of the back half of that club so that we can make it more aerodynamic. And one of the factors that is going to give us that distance is just an overall club speed gain. Um, obviously it's going to vary player to player, but when we see, you know, one mile an hour, two mile an hour, three mile an hour head speed changes for, you know, positive head speed changes, um, that's just, that's just pure distance. You know, if you can swing that club faster and you can keep that club head square, you're going to hit it farther. And, and so that really with the standard model is the biggest focus, um, when you then move to the Maverick Max, Maverick Max is going to take a much different shape than the standard does. It's a, a deeper head to it. It has a, a little bit larger head to it as well. And that's going to give us something that is very, very stable on impact. Uh, one of the words that you know everybody uses is forgiveness. When you look at the forgiveness profile of that Maverick Max, that club is there so that maybe you're a player that doesn't necessarily hit the middle of the face you're out towards the toe, you're in towards the heel, you find yourself slicing the ball quite a bit. Um, that club is going to be a bit more proactive for you for still getting good ball speeds and, and distance. That's been a big focus of our company for a while, but being able to keep it in the fairway um, the, more so than maybe the uh, any of the other models that we would have. Um, so Maverick Max really takes great speed to it, but also a, a much larger focus on forgiveness. Um, and then the Sub-Zero, which is a, a smaller faction of our, our playing public, really, um, but is, is a driver head that is focused on a few statistical categories, um, such as spin, um, of lowering spin so that the fastest, most consistent players that would be playing the Maverick line are really able to get that last little icing on the cake drop of uh, the spin rate off of their clubs so that are off of their driver so that we can hit the ball even a little bit further. That, that club is, uh, like I said, a smaller aspect of the line in terms of who's going to be playing it. But for the players that really do need that drop in their spin, it, it's a very productive club at doing that. And the one thing everybody should take away from all that is and what you st- start at the beginning. Because of these options, it is crucial to be fit. Uh, for this, because of absolutely, the, yeah, I mean the the investment that you're putting into your game, and I I've always said this um, for golfers: look at you spend so much time and money when you're playing golf, you should invest in the right tools to play with, or you're wasting your time. Um, so in doing so, when you go to buy a, a driver, make the the time and investment right by getting fit, and it'll 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 improve your game immensely. And, and it's, it's a matter of when I'm, I remember when I started working in the golf industry and, and I know there are, there are guys and one of our actually today is, uh, and, and it's not a Western Europe connection, but it's a, a shout out to, um, one of my guys out in, in Michigan, Bob Dykema, who just retired today after I believe 47 years as a, as a salesman to Callaway for us. So, uh, proud of him, but he, you know, in my time in the golf industry so far in, in the past 15 years, um, custom fitting has changed so much to the point of I remember my first interactions in club fitting being, Oh wow, that, you know, that shot looks really good. You know, you want it? <laughs> it was, it was, it was just so much different than it is now where 
we have the, a technological basis that we can look at um, with, with our trackmen or any type of range, you know, uh, systems that they have at our, any of your fitting studios to be able to look at even the the smallest aspects of your swing and matching them to attributes of our clubs to make them better for you. And that's, you know, that's something that's going to help everybody, whether you're the once a week golfer that, uh, you know, is, is happy to just be out there or whether you're someone who's really playing at high level, um, everyone has specific aspects of their swing that we can take into account to make your clubs better for you so that you can go out and play better golf. All right, let's talk about the golf ball. I have uh, spent uh, the time in uh, inside my house. Uh, I've gotten out to play a couple times, by the way. Um, but I've spent the time in my house. Um, I haven't brought them on the course yet, but that's uh, going to happen here next time I go out. The triple track, Chrome Soft triple yeah. track. I love them putting, uh, lining it up, and I've, I've got the little hash on uh Putter I use in the center, and I just line it up against the red line in the in the middle, and <laughs> I know I'm I know I'm uh, getting a solid strike with the putter. Um, and some sure. say, well, that not might be a concern, but talk about the triple track and the Chrome Soft and uh, the other Chrome Soft options out there. Yeah, absolutely. So triple track was um, something that we started last year. Uh, we brought it in on two of our different models, the ERC. Uh, which is one of our more uh, one of our softer distance balls, um, and then the Chromesoft X, which was uh, is a harder or a firmer, um, you know, more high caliber player type golf ball that really fits a, it kind of like that sub zero in the driver, a smaller faction of the playing public, but really um, a ball that is very good for the players that it's good for. And, and you know, Triple Track started off of a scientific basis of the visualization and the extension of the line from uh, the golf ball right now, we actually have it through our putters as well with our triple track putters and then towards your, your, to your sight line. And it's, you know, especially in guys that have the triple track golf balls, uh, you know, uh, yourself on hand, you know, in the house, it's really, uh, it's, it's been cool to see the things that I've done with triple track golf balls and triple track putters to see the improvement in a player's, alignment with their golf ball, alignment with their putter, and then obviously execution of that putt um, while adding the ball, the triple track on the ball and the triple track on the putters. And so um, when it comes to the golf balls, I mean, triple track has is now added into our standard Chrome South golf ball as well. And I think it's only going to become a more popular option for every style player because it's, you know, aligning golf balls and aligning our putts. We like to think that we're really good at it when, and then when it gets put to the test, we kind of see that maybe we're not. And, and that's, it's been one thing that I've found pretty remarkable in the things that I've done is the improvement that players see when they use that triple track. And so when we then look to the Chrome softball itself, you know, one of the, with Chrome soft and Chrome soft X being new golf balls this year, um, it's, it's a part of our line that is is so important because of how far we've been able to take the technology within the golf ball and make it more productive for those players. You know, Chrome Soft is such a is good for such a large part of our playing public that um, the technology inside of it has become so complex and and so impressive. Um, I was able to see it myself um, in September. Um, the company took a trip out to Boston and, and we went and toured the Chicopee plant that um, all of our Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X and ERC golf balls are made. Um, if maybe the, the viewers might not know that. Um, it, um, all, of our, all of those golf balls are made in Chicopee, Massachusetts. And so we were able to tour the plant. And I remember the day leading up to it talking to some of um, the other reps because I had not been had not been to the Chicopee plant before myself. And they had mentioned that, that seeing the golf ball making process in that plant at that point was still the most impressive thing that they have seen in their time in the industry. And I, I believed them. And when you walk into the plant, it is it's just a, uh, a marvelous, you know, it, it's just so cool to see from the raw material all the way through to the printed, you know, printed package and completed golf balls. How, how much care and really how much uh, improvement we've made over the even just past five years to what we have now with this Chromesoft 20. And, and the, you know, our, we've been very fortunate to be able to put the investment into that golf plant 
uh, to the tune of almost $50 million to find different ways to manufacture those golf balls um, at the highest possible quality um, while still keeping it, you know, in Chicopee, Massachusetts. You know, I'd say it's something that we're really proud of. And so um, that type of investment into golf balls has really led to our success and play and players are really enjoying that golf ball on, on the course. Um, but once they get it in their hands, you know, it's, it, we, we've been growing as a company in, in the golf ball sector. And, and it's something that we're you know, very proud of to that once guys actually get it out of the course, um, they, they find their, the right golf ball for them. And then they continue playing it. It's something that is, has really helped, uh, helped a lot of players. Hey. One one of the things you brought up when you bring up triple track, uh, uh, you know, a stat that I found uh, pretty interesting myself when I heard it for the first time was that um, into this year, um, decorated golf balls. So I know I know a lot of your your viewers are familiar with the Truvis golf ball that we have as well um, that, that comes in a multitude of different colors and different styles. Um, decorated golf balls like we have with triple track and with Truvis now account actually for the majority of golf balls that we sell. Um, it's, it's that, that type of, uh, help when you get onto the course is not only visual visualizing the line of your putts and the line of, you know, off of that triple track, but also, uh, the true bit of being able to see it up in the air and see it in, into the fairway, um, is, is so popular and it really gives every player an option in our line that, um, they can get the best of our technology while still being able to utilize all of the uh, visual nature that we have on our ball now. I'm a big fan of uh, the, the soccer ball ones, too, uh, because of the spin. I love watching the spin on chips and then watching it stop. I think <laughs> I just think it's cool. Right. <laughs> and, and plus, my my younger son loves, hey, Dad, I'll play. I want to use a soccer ball. So it uh, gets him more interested in golf, too. Taylor, a lot of great stuff from Callaway in the Maverick line of clubs. Uh, set up a fitting. We're going to be able to get back and get the fittings here soon. And with the Chrome Soft, hey, uh, email your pro, send him a text, tell him you want some. He'll have it out there the next time you go play. Uh, get him from your local golf pros, your local golf shop. Taylor, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you having me on, Kevin. Everybody stay safe out there, and I can't wait to uh, see you guys on the course. All right, that's Taylor Gessel from Callaway Golf. We'll be back with more of Tee to Green coming up. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home club, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Welcome back to Tee to Green, our final segment here on WGR. I want to thank Taylor Gessel from Callaway for joining Kevin last segment. Hope you got to learn a little bit about all their new equipment, including the Maverick driver and irons. Kevin, I know we're both excited to be hitting that and a good conversation there with Taylor about everything you need to know about what is new with Callaway uh, here in the 2020 season. Of course, uh, Brian Colesio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Minas. We're here broadcasting remotely uh, all from our homes. Uh, we know it's not perfect studio quality sound, but uh, I know that, you know, this is what we got to do right now. We're just glad that you're listening with us here on a Saturday morning on Tee to Green. Of course, under normal circumstances, we are always out every week at courses throughout Western New York. This week, we were at a at East Aurora Country Club, and uh, I spoke this week with the PGA pro there, David Jones, and uh, he just wanted to pass along his words to everybody, saying that he wishes that everybody stays healthy and safe, and uh, that he and all the members, including Superintendent Drew Thompson just uh, wanted to send their wishes out that they miss seeing us here at Tita Green. They said to say hello to everyone, and uh, he said that uh, all is well over at East Aurora Country Club, and he hopes everything's back to normal uh, as soon as possible. So uh, we hope, we wish uh, we were out and about, Kevin, at all these courses, and uh, East Aurora is always one of our favorite places to go. Uh, it's, it's a great place to play golf, too, um, and they do a fantastic job uh, all the way around there. Uh, David, Drew, and the members always welcoming there at East Aurora Country Club. Uh, I want to mention uh, Scroy Financial and thank them for the support of the show. They're locally, they're a local family-owned operated financial planning firm. And boy, if you weren't getting help with your finances, uh, now's a great time with what's going on uh, in the world with uh, your investments and accounts. They've been helping Western Yorkers achieve those goals since 1971. Give them a call, 674 6700, a complimentary uh, consultation. They'll provide that for you. You can also head to their website, scroyfinancial.com. 
Scroy is spelled S-G-R-O-I financial.com. And they were instrumental in uh, the first T program, the Scroy family, um, in keeping that going uh, at Harvest Hill all those uh, years. So uh, kudos to them and very involved in the golf community. Absolutely. And one more message from one of our partners this week. I actually also spoke with Ryan Hasenauer, the uh, director of uh, communications for Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. They, along with Allstate, of course, sponsor our majors contest. And this was the week in front of the Masters. So we'd be promoting you big time to sign up for the contest. Uh, we know if there is going to be golf this year, Ryan says he still promises that we'll have great prizes to give away. We just hope that we'll have some golf tournaments uh, coming up. Uh, he said, you know, BataviaBets.com, you can go and, uh, you know, get your account going there. He said there is horse racing sporadically throughout the country. He goes from time to time. So uh, if you're looking for something there, uh, he said go to BataviaBets.com. And uh, we hope there'll be some majors this year that we can definitely give you some great prizes courtesy of Batavia Downs Gaming. Okay, let's finish here. we got about five minutes left here on our show this week. Let's go to our Western New York PGA tip of the week. It's brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And, uh, Jeff, I want to get, as I said, it's heavy Podrick Harrington this week. Um, he did an interview not only talking about the Ryder Cup, but within that, uh, people were asking him just, just ways to improve their own game. And he said, I could give you a whole bunch of things of advice. But he goes, I'll tell you the one thing that is the worst advice to take. And he said the worst advice that he hears people give to each other about their golf swing is that they should keep their head down and their head still. And I always think, I'm like, I've heard Jeff say this before too. So I don't need to ask you, do you agree? But do you agree with him that that is maybe the biggest misconception out there about the golf swing? It is. And, and I don't want to sound, have the wrong tone, but I, you never hear a good instructor or a PGA professional tell someone, keep your eye on the ball, keep your head down. Um, first of all, that's, it inhibits movement. Um, we look at the videos of a lot of the best players. I remember when I was young growing up looking at David Duvall swing, and even back then his head was swiveled towards the target at impact. Um, all that does is it gets people to stop their rotation through the shot. It's, I put it in a list of bad advice that other golfers, when they don't know what they're saying, give to each other. You know, keep your head down, keep your left arm straight, swing the club out towards the targets, um, you know, swing easy. You know, I want people to create speed. A lot of those things are just bad advice that golfers have propagated. It's gone down through millennia. Like your dad told you that, so he tells his kid that. And it's always been wrong since the beginning. So that is terrible advice. And if, if someone's telling you that, you should probably just uh, uh, just think of something else and move on. I don't yeah. Ignore them. Just go and play golf. Yeah, because that's, that's almost always bad advice. Now, keeping your head still, um, heads are going to move. It, it's based on flexibility. You see a lot of really good players where their head doesn't move. Now they're also 24 years old and physical freaks, and they can turn around. Um, is it optimum if you have like a single pivot point most of the time? Um, but they're, you know, a little bit of head moving. Jack Nicholas's head moved back in a way. A lot of players' heads moved a little bit or they rotate. You know, there's a lot of different variables there. Uh, but keeping that head down, it's always going to be a bad thought. on the Okay, good advice there from Jeff. And uh, we know a lot of your youngsters might be involved in either drive, chip, and putt, uh, you know, junior league, the junior tour, or other maybe non-juniors, just, you know, guys that are signed up for other things or, or seniors or ladies or whoever. Um, West New York PGA has all the news on rescheduling, postponement cancellations on their website, wnypga.com. Okay, two minutes left here on T to Green. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. Let's finish with a story I saw this week about a player making a hole-in-one, Kev, with the raised cup. We said one of the uh, implementations that golf courses are doing right now to help people play in a safe fashion, one is to maybe raise the cup out of the ground. And I saw a story, someone this week, that said they saw the ball, everybody from the tee agreed that it hit it, hit, hit the raised cup. They came up and walked up to the green, and it was obviously uh, a few feet from it, but they said from the tee they all saw it hit the raised cup. So I'll get your both opinion. Kevin, we'll start with you. Are you able to brag and say, yes, that was a hole in one? No, you're not. Um, oh, look at old curmudgeon here. No, well, listen, no. Uh, <laughs> no, he's right. No, he's yeah, right. That, that ball's got to uh, go to the bottom of the cup for it to be a hole in one because it could have lipped out, rang around, 
Uh, you know, believe me, I've had all these things happen to me, Brian. Um, <laughs> me too. I'm still looking for mine too. I've had I've had it pop out of the cup and not go in. So was that a hole in one? So no, I don't have a hole in one, and I've had it go, pop out. So absolutely not. No way is that a hole in one. I couldn't agree more. It's like if you make a hole in one to a temporary pin. It's like, come on, yeah, that's right. yeah. You're not really playing the golf course, and yeah, if you want to count it. Go ahead and count it, but uh, but in my book, that's that's not an ace, and it you're probably lucky because you try to buy beers for that in the bar afterwards, and uh, you get a lot of sideways looks because I don't think that's all. Especially now, since you really can't go into a bar and buy right, right, yeah. So you're all set. That's what I think. So you can say it's all in one. That's right. You're right. You saved your money, no doubt. Kev, I know. I mean, I I've hit the pin, and then it drops just next to it. It's lipped around. It just, it's going to go for us at some point, Kev. I know it will. Yeah. I, I don't have one either. So <laughs> I take, I take heart. Freddie Couples got his first one at like the age of 42 or 44. And I think he's had 11 or 12 since then. So and, and Couples, I think it's Sawgrass. Not only had he made a hole in one, but didn't he at one point two after he put one in the water, then hit his next one and jarred it too? Like, obviously it didn't count as a one. It counted as a three, but hmm. um yeah, he's had some good moments at Sawgrass, no doubt. I made a three that way myself. That's my only claim to fame. Yeah, I chunk one in the water at Park Club, and I hold the next one for a three. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> awesome. But it's not a hole-in-one. No. Right. That's, oh, the, that's, the worst, that, that's the worst thing that can happen in golf. Uh, I could have made four. Yeah, I made three. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> How'd you make three? That's a long story. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Kev, final word this week. Let's uh, leave us off here with something positive, some positive vibes here. Um, well, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to leave everybody, hey, this, we're going to get through this, okay? And we're going to um, hopefully be better uh, as a nation about this and better to each other and better on the golf course to each other. Follow the rules. Follow these distancing rules. If you're going if you're, if you're to go play golf, follow the rules. Stay distant. Do it right. Don't ruin it for others. It's a nice stress relief and a way for us to get out. Well said. I'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Kevin and Jeff, have a great weekend, and uh, I'm glad we're still able to do the show every Saturday. So uh, we'll do it again next week. Sounds great, man. All right. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. I'm Brian Colziel. Derek Kramer, thank you as always for producing. Derek, a big help for why uh, we are also be able to be on the air here uh, every Saturday on WGR. It's Tina Green presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, Jim Beam, and our home clubs, Tantara, Briarwood, and Lancaster. We'll talk to you next week right here on Tina Green. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.